Welcome to another episode of Good Taste Bad Grammar, powered by the family brand. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on social media at Good Taste Bad Grammar. Enjoy the episode. Yes, sir. What's going on? This is Good Taste Bad Grammar, powered by the family brand. Back at you with another episode with yours truly, Brad Brooks, and my guy to my left, Rod Carter. What's up, bro? What's good with you, bro? How you doing? Man, I'm good, man. We about to make another classic episode, as we always do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. You know the vibes, but man, it's crazy, man. Episode four. Episode four. Yeah, here we are, man, with another well, this legend. episode five. five. Oh, shit, I got my numbers wrong. Yeah, this episode five. Five. Well, we, mm-hmm. got a, hey, we got another legend on, but before yeah. we introduce this legend, this icon, as yes, we must sir. say, uh, before we introduce this lovely icon, we're going to get into the good taste segment, as we always start every episode off with. And um, East, you know, this you're our guest today. Uh, you know, we're going to start off with the good taste. So three questions we're going to throw at you are just, you know, a f- get... Um, Three questions that we're going to throw at you will give us an opportunity to get a feel for you, uh, see how you're feeling, and uh, yeah, just get your mind right before we start this episode. So the first good taste question, name three good content creators. Mm. Um, Rapper Brooks. Wow, what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Ariel Robinson, Kalia Gaither. Dope, dope. There's many, many more, but off the top of my head, yeah. For sure, okay. <laughs> So, uh, kicking off the second one, name three good places to eat in your hometown. Mm-hmm. Lux. Um, <laughs> box office. They got some good wings. Um, another good place to eat. Dames. Dames Chicken and Waffles. Okay, for yeah. sure. What's your What's your go-to wing? Like sauce or like, you Ooh, know, how you like anything it? like a sweet and a honey mix, but you can never go wrong with lemon pepper. But I love like a sweet, like hot honey mix. Oh, yeah. And I'm that's with exactly you. what the Lux sauce is. So yeah. that's why I say Lux. I'm for with sure. you on that one. Yep. Okay. And then last but not least, name three good Marvel movies or shows for those that don't know you. And, you know, we'll get to know you a little later in the episode. You are a huge Marvel fan. So, um, good shows. You got to watch WandaVision. Bear, bear with it in the first three episodes, but you gotta watch it. Yeah. Um, movies, ah, Avengers. You can never go wrong with the original Avengers, and then Avengers Endgame. Mm. Yeah. Tough. Okay, I like it. So, okay, there it is. A little bit of knowing East Dockery, but you kind of already spilled the bean. Well, excuse me, I spilled the bean dropping your name, but. For those that don't know who this icon is, East Dockery, East Lorene on screen. East Lorene on she on the screen. show with East us today. Lorene. Good Taste Bad Grammar episode five. This is a sports and entertainment reporter, a true legend, like I said, and we're happy to have you on. So, East, how you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm happy to be here. Blessed to be amongst such great people, great wow. faces. So, yeah, I'm happy. Hey, love the energy. And uh, definitely, you know, we're going to tap into you, get to know you a little bit better. Um, hopefully, the individuals that listen to this episode, they can take away some nuggets and gems that you drop. Oh, um, she's going to drop some gems. Oh, we so. know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, getting into it, we want to start with your intro and your upbringing. So, you already gave us a little bit about your favorite food places eating in your hometown. But tell us a little bit about growing up in Greensboro um, and just who East Lorene is. Well, um, I grew up. Specifically in Jamestown, North Carolina, when I went to a school called Ragsdale High School, um, that's kind of where I met all my core friends that I still have with me today. Um, I was on the swimming team, 
And then I had like cousins who went to schools like Dudley and Smith. So I always go to there for like the basketball and football games. I don't know. At one point, it was like a mixture of being a chameleon, but also feeling like I didn't fit anywhere. But once I figured out, you know, who I was and like what culture I wanted to be around and like how I wanted to identify myself, that kind of let me maneuver life a lot easier. But I love Greensboro as country as it is. <laughs> um, I love it so much. I love the people there. Um I'm ready to get out of here, but I love it. For <laughs> I sure. love being from here. So, yeah. For sure. And I definitely say I can, I can have the same uh, sentiments there. You know, it's something about North Carolina. It's something mm-hmm. in the water. Like, regardless if you're from Mecklenburg County, Guilford County, it doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. like, it's something about being from North Carolina. And I'm glad that you have that pride, even though you did say, like, you know, you're ready to uh, embark on a new journey. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, diving into it, you said you went to uh, Ragsdale High School, uh, told us a little bit about your early life. You are also an upcoming graduate um, in uh, from North Carolina A&T. So tell yes, us a little bit sir. about you know, what it is about being an Aggie and how did you end up becoming an Aggie as well? Um, well, first of all, I just want to say going to any HBCU, but going to a specifically was the best decision I ever made in my life. Like yeah. I will always stand by that. The family, the culture, the people, the professors, everything through and through. And I know people have different experiences and different things you hear about a you know, clout-based, but I feel like every institution has its own skeletons. But for me, like, I truly love a and I truly love being an Aggie. Um, my home-based church is, like, literally a two two minutes drive, like, across from a and So I grew up around a professors, lawyers, doctors, people who have graduated there and taught there and still do teach there. So I already knew about the culture. Uh, my dad, he even went to a and Two of my uncles, he went. So, yeah, I just love it. And I always knew, well, originally when I was picking out colleges, I wanted to get away from home so bad, but honestly, like, I always loved A&T. It was just my mindset, me personally, just wanting to get away from home. But once I decided to go there, I was just like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And What kind of, yeah. did, like, made you decide, like, A&T? And where else, like, where were you, where did you think you was going to go? Um, in my head, I thought I was going to go to Howard. Okay. <laughs> in my head. And then I thought I was going to go to Chapel Hill, and that's only because I had did a journalism program there in high school. Um, but those two things they didn't just they just didn't fall through, and so it was either A and T, Winston, or UNCG, and yeah, I put I think that's oh at High Point University I got accepted there and ECU, but yeah, I decided A and T for sure. Yeah. And it's dope too, like you said, you had that Aggie bread in you too, like mm-hmm. you know your pops, uncle, um, you know. It's like how you said, it's one of those things like being there in that community is one of the greatest feelings of all time, like regardless of what HBC you're at, but A&T specifically, um, it's just something about like once you're there, it's like, dang, like I yeah. really feel and breathe like this A&T love. Like, you know, you throw a T-shirt on and you go to the airport. Yeah. I, have many, I have not experienced this <laughs> outside of just an Aggie pride, but mm-hmm. they say people be wanting to give you money, all this stuff. So that's, yeah, I hey, experienced the money thing neither, but hey. I would like to. <laughs> yeah. If you find somebody that does, please let me know. Um, but, you know, one thing that you did highlight, too, briefly, you touched on how you did a, a program at Chapel Hill. So we want to touch in, too, with you. You know, how did this early upbringing and start for sports media? How did that happen for you? I know uh, something that you told me off the record, uh, you said you had a really cool experience with Chapel Hill. So tell us a little bit more mm-hmm. about some of the experiences that ultimately led you to this uh, journey. Yeah, no, um, my parents, um, they're always really big into sports, like ESPN, Center. Fox Sports, that's the only thing I'd be on. Like, we really don't talk about much at the dinner table. So um, besides, you know, LeBron James or what's going on 
else in the sports world. But my junior year of high school, I got accepted into this journalism program at UNC Chapel Hill, and it's called the Chuck Stone Program. And Chuck Stone, he was like, you know, a notorious journalist um, at Chapel Hill. And so to be accepted into the program itself was pretty prestigious. And so it's like a three-day boot camp. And they send you there, and they put us in front of the camera. They gave us a camera. We had to read off, like, a script, like a teleprompter and everything like that. And it was just really cool to see because I was like, oh, okay, this is something that I could really do one day. But at my time, at like, at that time, like, my notion was that journalism was, like, kind of a white-only thing. Mm. I only saw white journalists. I only saw white people in front of the TV screen reporting yeah. on stuff. So I thought, okay, not only do you not make that much money in this field, but it's really, you know, mainly white-dominated. Mm. <laughs> that was just my thinking um, at the time. And so, of course, my senior year, I had to do, we're assigned a senior project, Guilford County assigns all the schools a senior project. And so I decided to do mine specifically on women in sports media and focused on people like, you know, Maria Taylor, Doris Burke, Rachel Nichols at the time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And stuff like that. And so my dad, he works with Theo Pinson's dad. And so also him and with the connects I had made with one guy whose name is Livis Freeman, he did like PR stuff for Antoine Jameson and stuff like that. Shout out um, to the city too. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Antoine Jameson from Charlotte. Yeah, so I was able to um, stag me an interview after um, one of the basketball games. Um, so I was able to talk to Theo and Joe Burry. And they were seniors at the time. And that was kind of like my first like, hey, you yeah, know, East Dockery. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, I feel pretty comfortable. I don't know. I feel like my questions were good. And they were like, oh, okay, this is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I felt good about it. And, yeah, that was kind of my experience there at Chapel Hill. And that was just, like, my first thing. Like, oh, okay, this is my first exposure to the journalism industry. Mm-hmm. And then once I got to a and I was like, wow, this is totally different. Like, mm-hmm. learning about things like NABJ, the National Association of Black Journalists, and stuff like that. I was like, this world is really broad for us, even though you may not see it all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's... Uh, you can definitely make, you know, your own path. In for the sure. Industry. For sure. Yeah. And especially you being a multimedia journalist, I think uh, it's so from just the opposite lens when you're not in that space, people can kind of look at it as like, oh, you're a journalist. So you just write like that's the only thing you do or you're a videographer. That's the mm-hmm. only thing you do. I think, you know, being a multimedia journalist and the journey that you've been on, you do a variety of things, you know, from editing, interviewing, uh, actually going in and writing articles. So it's dope to see like, all this, like, just starting with that one program and that one first interview of, like, all right, now I'm doing it all. Like, I'm over here creating content, I'm editing the content and doing it all. So, you know, that's what's up to see you doing that. Yeah, and that's also what makes, like, the best journalist. I feel like if you know how to do multiple things and have, like, a wide variety of skill sets, like... Even you hear stories about even the top journalists, like, for instance, Carrie Champion, how she was saying she was carrying her own camera, her own mic and everything, you know, going out to get live live shots and everything like that. Really just having that hustle and that grind to do everything. I feel like it just overall makes you more valuable for any company and for yourself and for your brand. So, yeah. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's dope. And and talking about your brand, um, moving forward kind of toward when I met you at A&T, when I first met you. (laughs) Talk yeah. about it. Talk we about go, it. We, me and Brad used to go to uh, Hoops and Fellowship. It was called Hoops and Fellowship. Oh, we used to play ball um, with some high school kids in Greensboro and just talk to them about life or whatever. And Brad, y'all know Brad. Brad was like, hey, bro, um, I met this girl, uh, East, my friend. Can she come? I'm like, yeah, yeah bro. I don't, I'm not the pastor, bro. Like, pull up. <laughs> 
And so he's pulled up and was nervous, a nervous freshman. Oh, my God. He uh, interviewed us, but it was cool and it was dope. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, you know, and, and y'all, you know, that's kind of at least my introduction to you. But, you know, in your time at A&T, you've done a lot of things. Um, and so you talked about building your brand. So first it was Eastern Market and now it's on screen with East Lorene. So talk a little bit about, you know, building out those two platforms mm-hmm. um, and how they started. So like you said, as I came in as a freshman, Honestly, I would like to say I was blessed to have, like, one of my curriculum classes, like, my freshman year. Because, you know, you got to do those freshman classes and yeah. everything like that. So I had a class with Miss Murray. Um, it was something like current events class. And she said, I need you to join at least two organizations by the end of the semester. And I said, bet. So I joined four. And that was with Aggie <laughs> News and Views. That was with the Registered. That was football team. And that was some other, like, volunteer-type organization. Mm-hmm. But with Aggie News and Views, that's really what exposed me to, like, reporting and editing. And that's how I met Bradford. And, yeah. So with Aggie News and Views specifically, learning how to use the camera, learning how to construct packages and interviews and stuff like that, I was like, this is dope. But, like, I want to do more. and so I kind of took that mindset and I was like who's to say everybody got a YouTube channel I can do my own thing I can set up this camera I can do this but I wanted to be having my own entity my own thing and so that's how Eastern Market came you know A&T's on East Market Street my name's East yeah that was hard you did your thing you know what I'm saying So, yeah, I was like, I want to talk to, like, athletes. I talked to, you know, the basketball team. I talked to Aggie Shuttle Driver. I talked to Bradford. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's an anti-legend, <laughs> so that was good you had him on. Yeah, I talked know. to a bunch of people, and that was really dope. But as, um, like, things progressed, I knew that Eastern Market wasn't something that I could continue post graduating and just because yeah just because yeah because it's tied to a and t yeah and so east Lorene on screen with east Lorene really developed during the pandemic because yeah you know it was a pandemic yeah. i didn't really know what to do but i still want to interview people and by that time i had made like enough connections and mentors and stuff like that so my first interview was with my mentor taylor rooks and mm-hmm. so i was able to get other people like that like joy taylor and jesse washington and um, yeah, different stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was gonna, I was gonna talk to you about kind of the people that you've had on because it's, you know, some pretty big names, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they were, you know, happy to be on on screen too because you know that's a pretty big name in itself. <laughs> but also like, you know, I noticed that you recently had Marae on, so it's just mm-hmm. like, um, how did you kind of start going or, or dabbling outside of that sports and mm-hmm. just you know playing around in that field mm-hmm. as well. No, I've always said, when I introduced myself, I was like, I want to be in the sports and entertainment industry. Okay. And people are like, oh, okay, cool, NBA. Like, no, listen, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did y'all not hit the last part? And right. I really genuinely meant that. Like, I want to have my feet in both, like, industries, like, all the way in. I don't believe I have to fully submerge myself in just one. Mm-hmm. And so I, over the summer... Um, there's this agency, it's called Culture Fusion Agency. Mm-hmm. And so they have a student ambassador program and like three, four people from ANC are in it. So I had reached out to one of the girls and she was like, yeah, of course. He's like, we would love to have you on. And like the manager there, she already knew my name from stuff I did at ANC yeah. and stuff like that. But, um, they work with artists from, uh, 
specifically like Atlantic Records, but like different people from like Interscope and different stuff like that. So I really love that internship and it's exposed me to a lot and you get to be like creative and like free with it. So to be able to interview Moray, mm-hmm. it was just, it was a really dope, it was a really dope experience. And that's probably like my favorite interview today, just cause like it was just different. It was just my first entertainment interview. And plus he was such a humble guy, such a nice guy, so yeah. Yeah, I think Brian wanted to ask that question. What kind of your favorite <laughs> interview today? Um, but that's dope. And you know, talk a little bit about, you know, how you see those crossovers between sports and entertainment and mm-hmm. music and fashion and mm-hmm. just different things. I guess you could say culture, like how they cross over like in, what you do and what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I have even mentioned this, like, in the question that I had asked Murray, um, basically asking him what type of athlete would he want to kick it with in the studio, and he mm-hmm. had said Dennis Smith Jr., but that's also because, like, rappers want to be ball players and ball players want to be rappers. Right, like, right, right. you know, you just know that for a fact, even with, you know, how LeBron, he A&R 2 Chains album mm-hmm. and how Dame Dollar, you know, Dame Dollar, like, right. he got his own mixtape and stuff out. And so... Like, Shaq rap. Yeah. <laughs> Shaq made a whole album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially like artists, they be showing love to their home cities because, you know, like John Morant, you know, Memphis Grizzlies, Moneybag Yo, mm, stuff right, like that, right. Rookie of the Year song. So, yeah, I mean, it's always going to be a crossover. It's always going to be, you know, James Harden be kicking it with a little baby like they best friends. Yeah, like, yeah. why are y'all always together? Like, kicking it, they do. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> but, yeah, it's a huge crossover. It always interlaps. And to be honest with you, I feel like, there's not much difference between the sports industry and the entertainment industry, you know, despite, like besides stats and, you know, you know, stuff right. like that. So, But even yeah. then you got, you know, streams and whatnot, yeah. whatnot. So it, it translates. There's yeah. a lot of things that are similar. So I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's dope. And I think that, you know, I saw you start, you know, those things and, and, and hit the ground running and kind of do that thing. So for somebody who's kind of, you know, that freshman or sophomore journalism student at ANT, you know, how would you kind of, what advice would you give them as far as mm-hmm. building their personal brand and then building a platform outside um, of just themselves? To be honest with you, um, I would say just kind of have a sense of who you are. You don't have to know exactly who you are because nobody, you know, really does. You That's the time. Always, college yeah. is time. Is, you yeah, know, it's time for you time. to figure it out. Yeah. And, um, you know, just have a sense of who you are and what you want to do. Just so, like, and people will help you. Professors will help you, you know, guide you along that path. But just don't be afraid to start. You're never too young, just like you're also never too old to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, matter of fact, I know it's more simpler, like, more, more easy said than done. But, you know, just, like, you got to pick up the camera. You got to pick up and do it. And, right. like, it's crazy because I was... I was on like hella panels, like my yeah. sophomore year, and I felt like my I felt myself saying the same thing over and over again. But I'm just like, if we telling you these same things, and if you're not applying it, and you're not actually doing it, what are we like wasting right. our breath for? You need to go in that studio. You need to rent out some camera equipment and get out there and do what you got to do. Put yeah. up your stuff, your graphics, do what you got to do. But yeah, no. Any advice to like creating their brand? Just like always be authentic. You know, there's literally an audience for everybody has a different audience. I don't care if you mm-hmm. talk about cats, plants. I don't <laughs> right. care. Like, right. everybody got their own audience. something for everybody. Exactly. Like, whether that's, like, college advice, journalism advice, like, or even talking about wanting to be a journalist. People mm-hmm. can relate to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just getting out there and doing it and always having faith in yourself and just leaning on your resources at A&T. It's really a family, you know. If you genuine and you show love, people going to show love right back to you. And that's just how it is. That's right. For sure. And I love, I mean, I love that you ended with that, just saying, like, use your resources, show love, because... 
me and Rod talk about it all the time. You got to build a connection. You got to build community with people because you never know who you can lean on. Right. And I think that's something that, like, especially in that journalist field mm-hmm. of, of content creation, like, you're going to have to lean on people. And we saw that early on when you started, like, yeah. you know, going through local uh, videographers and just tapping in with that network on the yeah. campus of, like, yeah. yo, like, I see that you're doing something <laughs> dope. <laughs> and, I, and I love that you're doing something dope. I want to yeah. talk to you about it. And that does make people feel good. And yeah. over time, it's just like, yo, like, this is somebody who came to me like from a genuine point of view of just like yo, they just wanted to show love and talk to me so that's awesome that you've been able to do that yeah. um, but also one thing that you said you talked about you got to just go for it and do it and that's something that you've absolutely have accomplished you know you've been able, uh, excuse me, been able to create all these different platforms uh, create this brand and with creating that, that's led you to other opportunities outside of just creating your own so mm-hmm. take a little moment about telling us about how it has been for you to uh, secure some of the internships and the experiences that you've been able to have within that corporate space. Um, because for that student that may be listening, it's not easy. You know, people see the glitz and glam. Especially of in y'all field. A hundred percent, especially in that field, because, you know, people see the glitz and glam of, oh, they're on TV, they're talking to people, but they don't see the grind. They don't see how many denials you may get um, because that one yes is not always just infinite. It's sometimes a lot of no's, more times than any. Uh, so talk a little bit about that corporate experience that you've been able to accomplish. Yeah, no, my first ever internship, well, first off, let me say all glory honor to God because, like, mm-hmm. when I came into ANC, I had wrote down kind of, you know, like a list of goals, things I wanted to accomplish. And I was like, I want an internship with ESPN by the time my senior year. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's how I you were. You go to classes, you get a big internship, and then boom, right? And so just going through the motions, figuring stuff out, you know, creating platforms like Eastern Market, I found out about the Roden Fellowship. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like Cameron Dinkins sent it to me. And I applied, and I already knew, you know, Donovan was in and everything like that. So I was like, bet, let me apply. And heard back, and, like, I even remember during the process of that internship, like, I studied. Like, studying for interviews is really critical. Like, I read Mr. Roden's book and everything like that <laughs> just so I could have, like, content to bounce yeah. off of, you know. And that's that 40 million slaves, yeah, 40 yeah, million dollar slave, yeah. slave, yeah. And so I remember after I got the internship, she was like, yeah, one thing that really stood out to us was, like, you know, Eastern Market, your ability to go out, you know, hustle and create your own platform and kind of have your own ideas, you know. And so that was a blessing. And just getting that internship, it exposed me to so many different things that, like, I didn't think I'd get a chance to do, especially at, at how young I was mm-hmm. at that time. And so, you know, um, during that process and everything like that, I was still, like, working within Crosby, going to meetings, volunteering where I can. And so I volunteered at the NABJ Short Course, which is kind of like a little multimedia program project thing that's done in Crosby to put it in simplest terms but you have to be a junior to actually be in it so I was volunteering as a sophomore I was just like let me get behind the camera let me do whatever y'all need help with and during that volunteering process I found out that NBC Universal was coming to campus and they was going to do a workshop introducing their internships and stuff like that and so I went to that workshop and they was like yeah we're looking for a rising juniors and seniors to apply for the Olympics and so the NBC campus NBC Sports campus recruiter he was there went into him did my elevator elevator pitch you know yeah. shout out to Crosby what you say I forgot <laughs> <laughs> I messed up so bad I, I was confident though I forgot and that's all it is though is being yeah. confident yeah, yeah I just put myself out there I was like honestly why not <laughs> and I showed him my resume and he was like you know if you email me by tonight show me your resume you know I'll see what I can do and you know stay with it kept updating him stuff 
kept updating him on stuff I was doing. And like that was in March, didn't hear back till December for an interview and got notified in like January that I had got it. And of course, you know, COVID had hit and everything right. like that. And so with COVID and everything, I still stayed in I still stayed in touch. Like I still was like, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing now, these articles I'm doing, this is the podcast I created. You know, I'm still trying to just so you know right. my face. Like my hiring manager at the time, she like didn't even work for the company no more. Thomas was somewhere else, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I you know what was going on. I was just like, you know, hey, somebody, somebody. But yeah, um, eventually I got the call to uh they was like hey yeah we reoffered you and you're still in tokyo and i was like okay they was like yeah we just switched your venue from swimming to gymnastics and i was like bet i'll see y'all <laughs> come yeah, on that's dope yeah yeah, yeah that's super well, that your question nah nah for <laughs> sure yeah i mean by all means it's, like you said it's a journey like it's been one of those journeys you've been enjoying the ride and you've been able to have some dope experiences yep. um and earlier earlier you touched on you know one of your favorite experiences for doing on screen mm-hmm. uh with east lorraine which you said the Murray interview was just you know mm-hmm. it was a real moment for you that's your first time doing something different like mm-hmm. that but also take us through a, a couple of your favorite moments that you've been able to have um, with the un, uh, excuse me, un, the undefeated, and then also uh, NBC Universal, just some of those core moments that, like, mm-hmm. when you look back, it's like, damn, like I really did that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we, um, I gotta say, going to like my first NFL game, and like it wasn't like you know I was just in the stands and everything. Like I was literally in the press box with all these other people and executives, and we was shaking hands with people and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And we. Used to, like, when we went, it wasn't just, like, a blind mission. We actually went, like, on an assignment, like, a story assignment and everything like that. And so... Um, and who were you with when you went? Uh, the Undefeated. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it was Cowboys versus the Jets. That's what happened. And so I had met, like, the director, the communication director for the Cowboys and everything like that. And I also find it funny because, like, you know, people see my name and then they don't know, like, you know, it's just an odd name. Mm-hmm. And so Mr. Rodin, I was standing behind Mr. Rodin and it was like, he was like, hey, this is East. And he was like, oh, you're a woman. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? <laughs> he was like, yeah, well, you got your press pass ready for everything. And, you know, because I was doing my story on Joe Thomas um, at the time. And he was lying back and forth on the Cowboys and everything like that and just his... HBCU background and stuff like that. So that was my story. But to be able to go inside the locker room, and I was like, oh, shoot, you know, Ziggy Elliott right there. Shoot, that press cut right there. Oh, mm. shoot, you know what I'm saying? It was really cool. I was like, I'm really up in here. I'm really here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, but in regards to, I don't know, the undefeated, like I said, exposed me so much. I'm so grateful for the opportunity um, like when Chris Paul came to campus, being able to like have that story, that story was really huge. Like I was blessed to be able to put that story out there and everything like that. Um, and just the fellowships and the people I was able to meet through the Rodin Fellowship. Like I'm really grateful for it. And in regards to like NBC Sports and the Olympics, you know, it's the Olympics. Like, <laughs> yeah. like people are like, oh my God, you can't get no bigger than that. And like, I, you, I guess you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't in a sense, but. It was really a blessing, and it's really cool to see, you know, like, wow, this is stuff I had watched at home, like, all these years with my parents, like, mm-hmm. just sitting on the living room floor, you know, and be really here witnessing these competitions in person. I was like, this is really cool, so, yeah. For sure, and that's dope, too. Like you said, like, 
All glory to God, first and foremost. First and, foremost. and then secondly, just to see your hard work and what it has become. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we say this, like, and we say it like, oh, like, we got an icon, but we really mean it. Like, you know, me and Rod, we always say all the time, like, seeing what you be doing, like, we want to give you your flowers because, like, what you doing mm-hmm. is dope. And, like, I want you to know that. Like, and I, you always talk about, like, confidence of, like, you got to be confident. But, like, for sure, like... You are a confident and humble person, and we want you to stay that. And I know for me, you didn't bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to gash you. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite moments of seeing you was when you were um, actually uh, honored by the CEO of Disney. Oh, and, you know, everybody, <laughs> see, hey, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, to see that, especially as a young age, like, I think you said you were a sophomore when you started the Undefeated, mm-hmm. to see that and to see where you are currently. You know, my question for you is how do you constantly, because you, you just said, like, even the Olympics, like, I don't, it, like, is there more? You know, how do you constantly stay competitive with yourself of, like, mm-hmm. keeping that humbleness, but also knowing that this is not just the end for me? I mm-hmm. know I got, shoot, I, I might have something up my sleeve that y'all mm-hmm. might not even be ready for. Like, you know, mm-hmm. how do you constantly stay competitive with yourself while maintaining that humble attitude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to my man, Bob Iger. Shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> but no. Um, like I said, as quickly as things are given to you, that's as quick as it can be taken away. So, like, getting too big of a head ain't no sense in that for real because, first of all, my bank account not matching it. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Put a yet in there. Yeah. That's on the way. Not matching it yet, I guess. But um, there's always more work to be done, you know. There's always this quote, you know, to – to be a great teacher, a great leader, you must forever be a student. And, you know, if you truly want to establish yourself in not just any industry, but just, like, an impact in life and the world, like, you still got to be learning. You still got to be able to take criticism from people and learn from others and, like, build off of that to build yourself. Like, we're as humans, we're constantly evolving, constantly growing. Like, who I am two years ago, even two weeks ago, is not the same person that I am today. Mm-hmm. And so you always got to keep that in mind. Like, there's always an end goal in mind. And I feel like... I ain't made it yet if I can't give back to the people that support me. Like, genuinely, like, actually give back, like, create a scholarship for students at A&T, create a mentorship for young black women, you know what I'm saying, buy my parents, like, a new house, you know, buy my aunt, like, a new car, stuff like that. I ain't really made it nowhere yet. So that's really just my mindset of staying humble and everything like that. It's just, like I said, I'm forever grateful, but always going to be humble. Like, not to extend, I'm learning to accept it more, you know. To not to be too humble to where, you know, imposter syndrome gets to me because, like, I really done did some stuff for real. But at the same time, it's just, like, you know, knowing your roots, knowing who you are and mm-hmm. where you come from. Like, you know, people say that whole thing, like, oh, people done switched up on me. But, like, my friends, they're <laughs> I done had the same friends since, like, elementary school, high school. Yeah. And it's funny because they're like, oh, shoot, you just came back from the Olympics. Bet what we about to go eat. <laughs> and that's uh-huh. it. <laughs> like, it's just the same people, the same personalities, like, just I feel like it's also who you hang around and who you surround yourself that company, with. Yeah. yeah, that keeps you grounded for real. That also keeps me grounded because, yeah, that's just yeah. That's, that's hey, love it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope for sure. And uh, definitely uh, another quick shout out. You dropped that story. Jr. got onto the golf team. And you <laughs> That just happened today. That dates the episode, but y'all know what it is. Hey, read the headline. Bro. Read, 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 read the head. Just read the headline. J.R. Smith. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> you gotta go back. Yeah. Oh, go. Read the headline for me. J.R. Smith, now a member of the NCANT golf team, looks forward to completing and earning his degree. Who that? Who was it by? East L. Dockery. <laughs> Man, there you go. There you go. See, y'all go read that. You know what I'm saying? Link in somebody's bio. We're going we gonna to make sure it's out there. But y'all go 
read that episode. But East, we wanted to talk a little bit about. So obviously, we've been touching on the, the Olympics a lot, but mm-hmm. like. I know for a lot of people, and we talked on the phone when you were there, mm-hmm. um, that kind of gave me perspective. But, like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I noticed yeah. a lot of people's question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going to the Olympics, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so many cameras, so many, you know, media, so much. So mm-hmm. what, actually, what actually were you there, you know, doing? What was your day-to-day like? Yeah, I was there as a production and technical personnel. So behind the scenes, everything involving assistant production and talent, that's what I did. And that's when I say everything, that's everything from cutting, like, replay edits to getting the talent coffee to telling people where to look at in the camera to (laughs) carrying 80-pound, like, camera equipment, you know, to these cameramen so that they can, you know, get it on the um, competition floor and everything like that. That's mainly behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, So you wouldn't see me out there doing no reporting or no heavy content because we really weren't allowed to anyway. Mm. Um, But, yeah, that's what we did. We assisted the production, had producers and talent out there. So, yeah. That's dope. What were were some of your guys? We talked about a lot. When we was on the phone, we talked about a lot. So, I mean, like food, um, getting around. What was that like? I mean, you got to think about it. We, You know, a lot of... a lot of people haven't been mm-hmm. out the country at all, but mm-hmm. like, you know, to Tokyo and especially at the time where it was the Olympics. Yeah. So, um, you know, what was that? What was that like? I remember. Well, I'll let you tell it about I'll eating leave. food and just like whatever, whatever. <laughs> that was my first time out the country, too. But first of all, it was hot. <laughs> it was humid and it was hot. On the plane, it was hot. Got in the terminal, it was hot. Airport was hot. Mm. Hotel was hot. It was just it hot, was hot, 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 hot. And it's it humid. I was like, yo, my edges ain't going to last out here. Mm. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. But, yeah, it was just a lot of walking. Um, Like, we weren't able to fully submerge ourselves into, like, the Tokyo culture because we were working. We were Mm -hmm. always at NBC sites. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's another false, like, misconception people have. Like, yeah, I was just kicking it, you know. Like, no. I was at work. Um, But, yeah, no. It it was really cool. It's basically to simply describe. It's like New York, but clean. Like, okay clean and efficient like you know how you go to new york and has that smell that hits you there's no smell that hits you there they don't have trash cans in the streets because they believe you know over cluttering and potential of that like it's literally a struggle to find a trash can Mm. and when you do everything is sorted out recycled paper plastic metal anything like they're very efficient everything's very energy consuming over there um and the people they're really polite Mm -hmm. um I also, like, I try to use polite instead of friendly. Like, some are friendly, but, like, I feel like history and what they dealt with, like, the government and stuff like that, they're always naturally polite. Mm -hmm. But there also are polite and friendly people there as well. Um, But, yeah, like, it was really cool. I'm allergic to seafood, so I couldn't eat too much of the food. Um, And that was kind of a bummer because people were like, yeah, this ramen's good, this sushi's good, but I can't have, like, nothing with fish sauce in it. Mm, You know, so I was eating Big Macs and pizza every night, you know. <laughs> so that was my that was my diet. But, yeah. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, because I remember talking to you and you was like, yeah, I'm getting a pizza. I'm like, you're in Tokyo eating a Shut pizza. <laughs> and then you was like, yeah. So, but that makes sense, though. But, you know, I remember, you know, in that conversation, we also talked about kind of how rigorous your schedule was and mm. how back-to-back and whatever, whatever. And so we saw that kind of with, you know, some of the Olympic athletes um, as far as taking time and needing that mental time. Um, one, how did you kind of decompress and, and, and keep yourself grounded? And then two, you know, talk a little bit about needing that time and what mm-hmm. you've seen in athletes kind of taking that space. I know Kyrie did it, obviously Simone did it during mm-hmm. this, this um, 
this last Olympics, I was talking about Kyrie during the season, but just athletes kind of taking that mm-hmm. that power over their mental health. Mm-hmm. No, um, I really commend Simone Biles for what she did, and I feel like that makes her just as strong, if not stronger, mm-hmm. um, of an athlete for you know, taking that decision to step back. Like, hey, my mind and body is not in sync right now. Right. And if I continue with this competition, I can potentially injure or, you know, kill myself. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, in all real. seriousness. Because she was saying how she experienced the twisties. And, like, when she was up in the air, she was like, I literally did not know where I was in the air. And so from, like, uh, spectators, you know, point of view, we just saw her. She had messed up a little bit. Well, like, she messed up um, and during the prelims. Well, the semifinals, Mm -hmm. like, the day before. And it wasn't, like, nothing like she had skipped a routine, but she was, like, stepping out of bounds and stuff like that. It was just, like, an overpowering type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so on the day of the competition, she had walked out and, you know, normal day. Everything was normal. Program was normal. And she did her vaults. Um, So, you know, that's where you run and you bounce off the thing you flip. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) and so she had like stepped back out of bounds. And so like when she was flipping the air, she was kind of flipping sideways. It wasn't like right in the middle of the vault. The next thing you know, like the other girls, they competed and then she had walked off. Nobody knew where she was. And like, there's nothing but buzz. You know, you hear, I'm up in the commentators booth. So you hear commentators speaking in all different languages, all parts of the world, like from France, Germany, Mm -hmm. you know, Indonesia, like, every different language you could think of. Simone Biles, Simone Biles, where is she, where is she? And so they had walked over to the next part of the all-around competition, which is the, uh, not the high bar, but the, it's like the high bar for women. I forgot what it is. The uneven bars. Uneven bars, that's what it is. And so you hear the producers on the headset, like, oh, it just got in. She's she's not competing. She's not competing. Mm-hmm. And, like, sitting in that moment, I was like, I know exactly how this story is going to break. The media is going to eat this alive. Right. And next thing you know, I get a text from my group chat. It's like, Simone Biles quit the competition? She quit? And, like, I feel like, personally, the way the story broke, it made it seem like as if she never intended to compete. Right. And that's not true because everything's 13 hours ahead in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Everything's ahead. And so that just wasn't the case. But, um... Once that news broke out and everything like that, and once because first they try to play off as like it was an injury, and they're like, then it's not injury, but yes, it is injury. And she mm-hmm. was like, you know, to be honest, guys, to be honest, guys, like my mental health, it just wasn't in sync. It just wasn't okay at the time. And so, yeah, um, for anybody that says like she quit on her team or she's less of a competitor and stuff like that, like you're really ignorant and you're really stupid because like <laughs> <laughs> that's not the truth. Like she was there. Every when she wasn't competing on the day, she wasn't competing. She was there every day supporting her teammates, cheering them on, men and women's individuals. Yeah, like there every day. So um, I commend her for what she did, and I feel like not just for her, but for any young black woman, female athlete, any just athlete in general. Like you know, you're human. Your body is, is your body. Like, mm-hmm. you aren't programmed to be puppets and to entertain us at home. Like, do what you gotta do. Because, right. like, you know, something happens, God forbid, if another person is gonna keep their eyes on another person. They'll be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you know, thoughts and prayers. But, like, no, you wasn't really caring when they said they were screaming for help this whole time. So, mm-hmm. I appreciate her, you know, putting herself first. And I commend that for any person, any celebrity athlete that does the same thing. So, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. For sure. And I love how you said, too, just 
Like people, people will use you, like right. especially from an athletic perspective. You mm-hmm. know, people will love you today, and they'll find another athlete tomorrow to love tomorrow. So, you know, you definitely gotta make yourself a priority. But man, we touched on a lot today. We got to know you very well, East, from already knowing you as a friend and just somebody who is very supportive of just seeing what you do, and we love what you do. And yeah, we she constantly... wouldn't let me tell y'all her nickname, but um... <laughs> yeah, what, what's the nickname? No, you might as well go in and drop it she now. Ain't gonna let me. I'm gonna see how she look at me. Can I say it? You want to get fought? All right, never mind. <laughs> nah, don't, you don't want to get beat up. She got them hands, too. I ain't worried about that. <laughs> but she like, got it, though. She yeah, got she it, got though. it. She, she know got her it. name. Yeah, hey, she, hey, watch out now. <laughs> hey, but like I said, we did touch on a lot today. We got to know you. Took us through your journey um, of just being able to build your brand, mm-hmm. being able to tell us a little bit about the experiences that you've been able to accomplish. But... You know, we also want to know what's to come. You know, you are getting ready to prepare for graduation. You know, you have other content that I'm sure you're preparing to make, interviews that you want to do long term. You know, what else can we expect mm-hmm. from East Lorene? Uh, it's funny because I had put that in my LinkedIn post, you know, some motivational type shit. Like, you know, huh, what's next to come? Who knows? Like, mm-hmm. I really don't know. Yeah. Like, Just enjoying but, the ride. Yeah, I got you. No, for I do have goals. I do have things I want to do. Like, I would love to... Like, work with companies such as Uninterrupted, Essence, BT, Bleach Report. But as far as, like, landing a company, I would love to do, like, the best example is, like, what Taylor Wicks does, how she has her own platform, her own create, free creative creative space mm-hmm. at Bleach Report. But I would love to do something like that with Uninterrupted. Um, I feel like that's dope. I just admire how, like, it's the athlete-leading platform. Um so either one of those companies would be dope. But overall, my end, end goal is just to have my own TV show, you know. Yeah, I just kick back with authors, you know, yeah. CEOs, athletes, actors, actresses, you name it. Just talk to people about their life and what dope things they got going on, put it in simplest terms. Like, I, I do have, like, you know, different, my mind, like, you know, what's the thing? What's it? Milestones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Milestones in mind. Like, you know, I would love to, like, be able to be a reporter at the ESPYs or, you know, the BT Hip Hop Awards. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to. Um, Sylvia Bell, who's an Aggie alum, when she was with BuzzFeed, she had the opportunity to do, like, her live show in front of an audience at Essence Festival. That's something sort of that I would love to do. For sure. So, I mean, yeah, I have different things I would like to do, but as far as the future holds, you know, hoping to. You know, land a comp- land a job at a company that I will be able to freely grow and like quote unquote like for lack of better terms mess up because you know I ain't gonna jump right into the industry, you know, just yeah. perfect like boom hey I got my own TV show. You know, I understand you know just like I work from college on up I gotta work from the industry on up to get where I wanna be so. Yeah, I hope that answers your question. No, nah, it does. Tuned. Hey, it does. And we're, we're, <laughs> hey, we're excited. You know, yeah, happiness, man. it looks good on you. So we want you to constantly keep wearing that. You know, stay ready so you don't <laughs> got to get ready. Shout out my dog, yeah. Kyle Horton. Uh, that's what he always say. And it's definitely like you staying ready and uh, prepared for that moment. So, we, hey, I'm ready for that LeBron. We behind you, yeah. We, yeah, we, we behind we you. I need that LeBron and Maverick Carter interview. I, I need mean, that. Mm-hmm. I need that. But, you know, next up, you know, as we transition to our lighter side and get ready to get out of here, my dog Rod is going to tell you what we got next, Uh-oh. something that we like to call bad grammar. Uh-oh. We heard we got a spelling bee champ in the building. Yeah, <laughs> spelling bee champ. That, hey, what, what grade, what grade, what yeah. grade did you say you were like six grade. Nah, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah. Spelling bee champ, the big dog the in the building. <laughs> so she's going to kill this bad grammar segment. You know what I'm saying? We're going to tap in. E, somebody send it to your phone. I'm going to send your first word. And I'm saying do what you do. 
You feel me? Do your the the the, the goal is to, to do your best to pronounce it. Okay. It. Did you send me the, the word? word? Yeah, I sent it to you. Hold on. Yeah, you know she got a lot. She got a lot of messages. Yeah, so bro, girl, you know what I'm saying. Take your time. I know your phone be popping and be blowing up and stuff. If you don't got my number saved, it's no, nah, I missed out. <laughs> Pocritudinous. Final answer? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. That was good. hey, I, I told you. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. She cold now. Yeah. All right. I got you on the second one in a second. I think you might kill this one too. Rapacious or rapacious. Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Delaney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final answer. Yeah, it's one of those. Say it one more time. Rapacious. <laughs> Is it rapacious or rapacious? Alright. Rapacious. Nah, Last one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that, she I say that's super too. She did. She did. She did. And yeah. she really do that. Yeah, she really <laughs> she out here. She, she really the spelling bee champ out here. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't even remember how to say the first word. The first word, the definition is having great physical beauty used only to describe people. That's interesting. You got to put that in the article. Yeah, you got to put that one yeah. in the article. And then <laughs> the second one, aggressively <laughs> greedy or grasping. Aggressively greedy or grasping. They, they use a child to describe that. With, uh, playing with toys and stuff. So, yeah, man, the Bad Grammar segment, we started off with good taste. We ended off with bad grammar. We appreciate you each for coming on. Before we get out of here, man, you've dropped a lot of gems as we expected. But what's your final kind of nugget to somebody that is looking up to on screen, to mm. looking up to East Lorene, to East Dockery? What what kind of gem you would, would you drop for them? Um, To younger HBCU students, to younger melanated, lovely individuals, um, the world is yours just as much as it is anybody else's. And you deserve to be in those rooms. You deserve those opportunities. You deserve every good thing that comes your way. I don't care who or what may say that you don't, that you deserve it. And yeah, keep God first and keep pushing, keep striving. Cause yeah, you can do anything you set your mind to and that's on period. Amen. That's yeah. on per, <laughs> per. Um, so for people that want to tap in, where can they find you? Social media, Ooh, You podcast, can find me on Instagram on at East Lorene. That's E-A-S-T-L-A-U-R-E-E-N. Not Lauren, East Lorene. We'll make sure we spell I it I know right. it's country, but my dad came up with it. So yeah, that's like, hard. Yeah. It sounds sound <laughs> elegant, exclusive. Oh, um, my new Twitter. <laughs> I'm doing that hard. That's kind of tough. Yeah. My Twitter is East Dockery, so E-A-S-T-D-O-C-K-E-R-Y. Um, my podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, IGTV, um, anchor.fm, that's on screen with, which is like the W, the backslash, and the East Lorraine, and then my YouTube channel, you can just type in like East Dockery, I think it's underneath my Gmail, it's like edockery00, but yeah, that's on screen with East Lorraine as well. So, yeah. Dope. Plenty of platforms, plenty of places to get content. And it's always consistent. It's always good. So, thank you, East, for coming on the Good Taste Bad Grammar. Thank you for We having appreciated you. the episode. It was another banger. Looking forward to getting this one out. But for myself, Rod Carter, you can follow me at It's All Rod. And for my boy, Brad Brooks, you can follow him at The. Come on, Brad. Don't, yeah, we, we don't got to do that. We <laughs> don't got to do that. We don't got to do that. You got to say it like that. We don't got to do that. 
And then, of course, you can follow the podcast page at Good Taste Bad Grammar. We're on Apple, Spotify, and all your spot, your podcast streaming services. We up out of here, man. It's another good episode. Thank you, each, for coming on. You got yeah. any final words? Oh, no. You lean I forward. I, ain't know I like this. Doing. Like, y'all said the energy before. Oh, yeah. You got to set the vibes, That's man. Dope. You we ain't even had to burn it today because you, you came in. Knew, you know man. what I'm saying? We have family <laughs> coming through. You know but nah, for real. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all to death. And yeah, y'all my... I love you too. I was gonna say it. I'm gonna say it for life for real. But nah, we out of here, man. Thank y'all for listening to Good Taste Bad Grammar. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a a five star rating or whatever star you feel like. You can be honest and leave a a comment so we can know how to improve and get better. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Y'all tap in next episode. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Appreciate everybody for joining us for another episode of Good Taste Bad Grammar. Be sure to follow us on social media at Good Taste Bad Grammar and make sure to like, share, subscribe, and comment on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And be sure to leave us that five star rating.